you allow him to turn the corner, mama, there goes that man. Puts up the shot. It's good. Kyrie Irving. Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Oh, boy. Welcome, everyone, to the First Pick Podcast, your source for NBA news-related content. Thanks for listening. Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of the First Pick Podcast, episode three. I'm going to be calling this one Rumor Mill. First and foremost, thank you to everyone that loved the first two episodes. I don't take it for granted. I really do appreciate all the times you guys press that play button. Obviously, growth is something that we monitor, but it's not the be-all, end-all of this. I really do love doing this, and I just kind of want to take it as far as I can, and I think this is a great stepping stone in the right direction. So, without further ado, a little plug here. Go follow the First Pick Podcast Instagram at the underscore First Pick Pod. Go follow over there. I post NBA rumors, NBA news, and I post whenever we have an episode up and up and live. I do polls there. I try to be as interactive as possible. So yeah, go please give that a follow. And remember, leave a five-star rating or review over here on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and even SoundCloud. Uh, that does wonders for the podcast. It gets it uh, out there to people that maybe haven't heard of um, the show or anything. So I really hope you guys can please do that for me. I really appreciate that. So as I mentioned, this episode is going to be called Rumor Mill. And I think a Rumor Mill episode of the NBA wouldn't be a Rumor Mill episode without Mr. Kyrie Irving himself. He is probably a top free agent this summer. And over the past couple of weeks, we're going to be doing like a quick rundown of everything that's been going on. So first, we need to start off with the current team he's on, the Dallas Mavericks. It's still the most likely scenario that he returns to the Dallas Mavericks, according to Shams Charania. He's even been recruiting LeBron James of the Los Angeles Lakers to the Mavs. Now that gets really tricky. I kind of wanted to get on here and talk about that. So LeBron last summer signed an extension with the Lakers. And in the NBA, there's a rule that if you sign an extension with your team, you are not trade eligible for that first year of that extension. So along with the report of Kyrie recruiting LeBron to the Mavericks, there was a part of the article that stated how uh, the Dallas Mavericks were preparing an offer to the Lakers when they were in scramble mode last offseason. The only thing that kind of stuck in the back of my head, though, was LeBron was ineligible to be traded. And that's kind of a big part of the story. Obviously, it's rumor mill. It's rumor season. A lot of stuff maybe won't be as true or take it with a grain of salt. But obviously, for the sake of giving you guys information and getting you guys this type of news, I put it out there and I try to put the source that set that news and kind of just relate that information to you guys. The Athletic reported that the Lakers' interest in Kyrie Irving is no other than just interest, if that makes sense. Uh it's a long shot, essentially, for the Lakers. The Lakers would have to do a lot of cap gymnastics to get Kyrie and retain some of their top guys that they would most likely want to retain, like an Austin Reeves and a Rui Hachimura. So I don't think the Lakers really want to mess with that. And obviously, an easier way to get Kyrie Irving if the Lakers do decide that that's a path they want to go down, they need the cooperation of the Dallas Mavericks. They need them to help facilitate a sign-in trade. And the Dallas Mavericks have been reported as not interested in helping facilitate such thing they're not interested in D'Angelo Russell and I'm pretty sure they're not interested in Malik Beasley or Mohamed Bamba for Kyrie Irving 
So the Lakers are a long shot. That's a blank way to say it, a pretty straightforward way. Mark Stein today actually reported that the Rockets could make a swing at Kyrie if they fail to land James Harden. Now, my thing with the Rockets and trying to land these big name guys, they just got a brand new coach in Ime Udoka, who, yes, he had his scandal and he got fired from Boston. But not, nevertheless, that aside, he's a great head coach. He was under Popovich for a really long time. He took the Celtics to the finals his first year as a head coach. He's a really good head coach. I'm just worried that Houston tries to accelerate this rebuild and they end up pushing the wrong buttons. And it feels like this free agency, they're really leaning on pushing some of the wrong buttons. They really are going for big name, big name hunting. Kyrie is a phenomenal talent, and I think he's a 25-point-per-game scorer. He's a 50-40-90 guy, but do the Rockets really need that right now? Assuming you get Kyrie because you have a boatload of cap space and you bring in some vets, some guys like Dylan Brooks, who they've also had reported interest in, does that get you in the play-in? The West this year is beyond packed, and I think swinging for just one guy is not going to be the be-all, end-all of making the playoffs. Obviously, Houston don't have their pick because of the James Harden trade. So their level of wanting to compete has a reasoning to it. But at the end of the day, you have a nice, solid young core. You have Jalen Green. You have Jabari Smith. You have Alperin Shangun. You have the fourth overall pick in this year's draft, which I've done the mock draft. They can get a phenomenal talent at number four. I just think that they're accelerating for no apparent reason. There is no, besides just not being able to land a pick, you already have your young core four. I do think if they do do stuff around the edges and they don't land these top guys and they just land a couple of vets and development is in their, their driver's seat, they can realistically be a playing team, maybe. But there's no reason to accelerate growth in the NBA. We've seen that fail countless and countless amount of times. Now, talking about Houston, you got to talk about the other guy who, like I mentioned in that report with Kyrie Irving, James Harden. If they miss out on James Harden, they would get Kyrie. But their option 1A is James Harden. It's been reported by Sham Sharania. James is torn between Philly and Houston. And I mean, at this point, it comes down to what does he want? He can be the number one guy in Houston. He is getting up there in age, though. Houston will be probably offering him the max contract. He took a pay cut in Philly last season, and it didn't work out. Second round exits. Does James still think that they can be a contending team? They just got a new head coach, Nick Nurse, who likes to play his starters a heavy a lot of minutes. And I don't know if really James is up to that. But I do think if he's in Houston, his usage would be as high as it's ever been. I think... If you put James on this Houston team right now, he doesn't fit at all. But you'd have to think that if they do land James, they do trade one or two of those guys in their young core. They probably look at num trades for the number four pick. They probably look at trades for a Jabari Smith or a Jalen Green. I personally don't think you should be giving up young talent like that, especially because no one in the NBA right now is a real seller. But who knows? A random trade can pop out of nowhere and it becomes a godsend and James Harden ends up teaming up with player X and it ends up working out. Something that we can keep an eye on, it was reported by Yahoo Sports, got a notification on Bleacher Report. A possible Chris Paul for James Harden deal has been talked about for the past couple months. Obviously, no traction has been 
developed on that but James Harden could even end up looking at Phoenix and I mean if he does look at Phoenix you're looking at the same scenario as Brooklyn a big three of James KD and instead of Kyrie you're adding in Devin Booker obviously top three talent is blown way out of proportion in today's NBA we've seen a lot of NBA teams over the past couple years win the championship with two really good guys and a really good amount of depth around them so going the three-star route, it could get ugly really fast, but you can't deny the talent that Harden, Booker, and Durant would possess on a basketball court. It's just something to keep an eye out. Now, talking about Chris Paul, it was reported earlier this week by Chris Haynes, which we don't know if is incorrect or it was jumping the gun too early, but his agent met with Phoenix Suns representatives and they left that meeting with an impression that he could realistically get waived. So therefore, Chris Paul went to Chris Haynes and told him that he was getting waived. Sam Shams and Woj came back and they really felt like damage control reports. They reiterated how Chris Paul is not waived and they were looking for every different possible avenue. They were looking at possible trades, possible wave and stretch provisions and such like that. I feel like Chris Haynes jumping the gun on this report of Chris Paul being waived uh, kind of killed any trade value that Chris Paul really had, if he had any. Obviously, he's an expiring $30 million contract. That's appealable to some teams, but if they were planning on getting any sort of value for him, it's probably out the window. Phoenix is in a really win-now situation. They just got Kevin Durant in his twilight years of his career which is still phenomenal he's averaging 25 a game and you're getting booker who's about to start peaking at his best you want to make the best of that duo and i feel like chris paul making 30 million is something that is a real obstacle in order to make a real contending team if chris paul is ultimately waived uh, by the 28 deadline which is the deadline for players to get waived it's reported that both la teams which would be the lakers and the clippers would covet paul don't rule out like a team like the suns that he can return on a cheaper deal now obviously if he gets waived by the suns a lot of cap gymnastics have to go on and even if he goes to la a lot of cap gymnastics go on in that sense He's a partially guaranteed contract. He's only guaranteed around 15 or 16 million of that 30 million. And he can't double dip on contracts. He has to get the money from Phoenix. And then whatever he gets from his new contract, he splits half of that with the Phoenix Suns. It gets really messy. But I do ultimately think that Chris Paul does end up being waived unless a, a random team comes in and offers a really good package of role players and picks, which I do not think that Phoenix will be getting. But if they do, I do think this ultimately ends with Chris Paul ended up on a new team this upcoming season. He will be one of the top free agents. This free agency class is pretty weak after James Harden and Kyrie. Uh, it's a really big fall off. You have Chris Middleton, Fred Van Vliet, Brooke Lopez, and, that, and then another big fall off. It's just it's a, it's a really important player entering the free agency pool. But because of his age and because of his concern of how long can he stay healthy for, even though in that same Chris Haynes report, it was reported that Paul feels like he has more years to give in the NBA. He led, he was top five in assists last year. He was at 8.9 assists, which is still really, really good. Is Chris Paul willing to come off the bench now for a team? Is he still set on being a starter? We just don't know where he's at. And I feel like this summer... This upcoming season really is a make or break it season for Paul. This could be his real last chance to win a championship ring, depending who he signs with. Talking about point guards, we got Damian Lillard. 
of the Portland Trailblazers. Now, something that I think is flying under the radar and something that really caught my attention was ex-teammate of his, CJ McCollum, who they played multiple seasons together. They were in the same starting backcourt. They're really, really tight boys. Uh, CJ said that if he was a betting man, he would think that Dane played his last game as a Trailblazer. Now, I think NBA guys are really tight with each other, and I think they really tell each other things that they don't tell to the media. And I, it wouldn't surprise me if Lillard and McCollum were just talking and McCollum left the conversation with the impression that Dame would be leaving the Trailblazers. Obviously, the Trailblazers are one of the most interesting teams heading into the draft and heading into free agency. What are you going to be doing with Lillard? He is about to be on the older side of the NBA. He's about to be entering his upper 30s. His contract isn't getting any smaller. He's going to be owed $50 million at one point for one year. That contract gets harder to trade, especially with the age that's coming up. Miami, Brooklyn, and the 76ers are teams that are that Dame is interested in. I bolded Brooklyn because I do think that Brooklyn has the best package, and I do think they have a more realistic shot to get Dame. Obviously, Miami is in the, my, in the NBA Finals. They're down 3-1 as of Sunday. The day this uh, podcast goes up on Monday, we'll know uh, whether they forced the Game 6 or they ended up losing the NBA Finals, but... I'm sure that if they win, Dame will not be interested in joining them. Dame is just not that type of player to join a winning franchise, especially once they made it into an NBA Finals. 76ers could be a dark horse, but it gets really tricky because you'd have to include someone of value. I don't think they take a package of Tobias Harris and such. I think it, you you might have to include someone like a Maxi in order to get a Lillard in return there's even reports of them fielding trade offers for the third pick and for Anthony Simons which at that point what can that really get you the Hornets though and this is important the Hornets are interested in taking Brandon Miller and every mock draft kind of has him going to Charlotte and that leaves Scoot Henderson on the board for Portland to pick Scoot Henderson is a point guard He's 19 years old. He has his whole NBA future ahead of him. And then you got a guy like Dame, who is in his upper 30s, also a point guard. Portland's going to be at a real crossroads here. Scoot Henderson is obviously a phenomenal talent. I had him going too. I still think he should go too. Obviously, I'm not mad at the Hornets taking Brandon Miller, but Scoot Henderson is by far the second best player in this draft. And for Portland to have that ability to pick him, and have a young core of Scoot Henderson, Anthony Simon, Shaden Sharp, and whatever you can get of Dame. That's a really, really good rebuild start. I think they really do got to think about it. If they can look at Brooklyn and get someone like a Cam Johnson or something, I think they really got to look at that. Another thing is Portland, as I mentioned before, looking at Anthony Simons and the third pick packages, but a team that everyone has the Portland Trailblazers trading with, which is the Toronto Raptors, they're not looking at this offseason as a rebuild. They're looking at it as a retool, according to sources. They're, they don't feel like they're a lot of pieces away. They got their franchise hopeful star in Scotty Barnes. They have OG Ananobi. They have Pascal Siakam. And then they have their free agents, Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr. and such. A team that everyone just feels like would be dumping players, good players onto contending teams. I don't know if the Raptors would be willing to help Portland. Maybe Portland goes up to them and says, Anthony Simons, the third pick for OG Ananobi and something else. Does OG Ananobi make you a 
contending team, which Lillard has said he wants to be on a contending team. I don't think so. I think OG Ananobi is a perfect wing defender in today's NBA. He's a perfect wing, but I don't think he really puts you over the hump, especially if you're trading your third pick and your second leading scorer in Anthony Simons. I do think Portland just needs to hit the reset button. And man, if you get School Henderson at third, that is a great pick, great value pick. He's under team control for the next four years. You realistically have one of the best young cores already. You're just starting off your rebuild on the right foot. Now, we went into the Raptors a bit, but I kind of want to talk about them more. As I mentioned, they're looking at this offseason as a retool. And the difference between a retool and a rebuild, a rebuild is something where you start clean, you get as much draft capital as you want, you tank for the best pick that you can get, and you're essentially okay with losing. A retool is you want to, it's like a hot fix. You want something that can get you back to winning as fast as possible. And the Raptors, I don't know if they have that capability to them. Fred and Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. will most likely be leaving them in free agency. Toronto was one of the only teams that stood pat in the trade deadline, which I felt like one was one of the biggest mistakes they could have done. If anything, they acquired talent. They acquired Jakoperto, who was a great center. I feel like they were a team that really needed to choose a direction, and I feel like they're just prolonging their own fate. They have a bunch of serviceable guys who can get them really, really good assets in return, but they keep on sitting on them and feeling like they can maximize their window of winning. And if Fred and Gary leave, you really messed up an opportunity to get assets for them. It's been reported that Fred will most likely opt out of his contract. You already have teams like Orlando, who's been interested since last summer. Uh, The Lakers will be interested. Chicago, Houston, New Orleans, just a couple of teams. They'll be interested in Fred VanVleet. And Fred Van Vliet is an outright free agent. He has no obligation to cooperate in a sign-and-trade with Toronto to help Toronto out. I, I do think Toronto dug themselves in a pretty deep hole. Now, Gary Trent Jr., his player option, uh, if he's going to pick that up or not, his date is coming up. I think I believe it's this Tuesday. We'll be figuring out what he does with that. Most likely, we'll be opting out where he goes, what teams will be interested. I'm sure a lot of teams will. He's a wing that can defend and shoot at a pretty high level. He's young, entering the prime years of his NBA. I feel like he's going to get a good contract this offseason. Their one talent they did retain, though, as I mentioned previously, Jakopertl, who they acquired in the trade deadline, is looking for an extension, and Toronto is interested. But the starting salary is 18 to $20 million. And a guy like Jakopertl is a great talent. But for 18 to $20 million, assuming it's a multi-year contract and you give him that $20 mil, that's four years, $80 million. Is that something you really want to lock in? It feels like Toronto is really close on becoming a middle-of-the-pack team in the NBA, and that is something that I mentioned in my mock drafts, that that is somewhere you don't want to be in the NBA. You want to be either contending or you want to be on the other side trying to rebuild pretty much, and Toronto is headed towards that path of becoming a mediocre team in the middle of it, not making any noise in the playoffs, not getting a really high draft pick, unless they hit on their draft picks and they become something that we don't even project them to become. It's something that you really, really got to look at if you're Toronto. Just look at all your options. Thank you so much for listening to this Rumor Mill episode. Next episode, we're going to be conducting probably another Rumor Mill along with the free agency episode ahead. Also, the draft is only 10 days away. Uh, Mock Draft 2.0 will be coming out with uh, more exclusive trade scenarios, in-depth analysis of these players. 
well, as we be getting a more who will be going where players are starting to cancel their workouts because they receive promises in the draft so we'll be obviously putting them accordingly in the next mock draft remember to keep up to date on everything related to the first pick pod Follow the Instagram at the underscore first pick pod, where we also share NBA news, NBA rumors. We have NBA polls and we let you guys know when episodes come out. Anyway, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much. See you guys. Peace.